Turn in your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 3. First Samuel chapter three, verse one. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. I titled this message The Precious Word. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask his blessings over this word today. Father, we just come to You right now in the name of Jesus once again, Lord. You've heard this Scripture that we just read. and Father, I just ask right now that You would just begin to work in me, that You would help me speak as I ought to speak, Father, that the real preacher would show up. Lord, it's not me. Just help me get myself out of the way and let Your Spirit flow. Let the anointing that, that You've given me, Father, go forth and that You'd already begin to prepare the hearts and minds of those that are here to hear it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. <clears throat> I titled this message, The Precious Word. and You know, I was reading last night and I just, I just picked up the Bible and said, I think I'll go back and continue reading in Samuel. And the first verse I read... God just spoke to me about this about this precious word and you know this says in the word of the Lord was precious in those days God's word used to be precious it used to be more precious than it is today you know the that that includes the written and spoken word you know this was a particular time in uh, in Samuel's life that we're looking here, there was no uh, real uh, prophet. There were, they were kind of in between, in between prophets, so to speak. Uh, it had been a while since there was a declared open prophet of God. So there, any time there anybody heard from God, it, it was it was a precious thing because they were so few and far between. And I want you to understand also that that the written Word of God was precious then because they didn't have ways to mass duplicate this thing. And so if anybody had a piece of the written Word of God, it was something very important and it was a great treasure to have. But what I want to talk to you about today is is how today that this precious Word of God seems to uh, not be quite so precious to us anymore. It seems like maybe we're kind of spoiled uh, to our level of access to God. Then the, the only way you could access God was, was kind of through this priest, was through a prophet, somebody that had access to God. But now, you know... The, the way has been made open for us. At any point in time, you can just go to God in prayer and you can open the Bible and read His Word. And I began to think last night and this morning as I was preparing this, how, how easy and readily available God's Word is to us. You can listen to it in the radio going, going down the road. You can open up a computer and get on the internet and then find a Scripture immediately you can you most of y'all probably have several bibles in your house but it seems like the more available god's word is to us 
the lazier we become. The less we want to look to God's Word because it's just right there all the time. All we have to do is walk over there and pick the book up and look at it. But because we've we've gotten so complacent and we've gotten so used to God just being there at our beck and call, other things take priority. Because God is so normal to us now. You know, I think about... Uh, y'all remember the story of the guy that touched the ark and how he just fell dead. Why was that? Was it because he touched this holy thing? It wasn't just because he touched it. But it's because he tried to handle something commonly that was not common. And you know, we, we, we do this with God's Word all the time. We handle it commonly. I'm not talking about these printed pages that most of you are holding in your lap right now. I'm not talking about this physical book that we all have. I'm talking about the Word of God. We handle it commonly. We treat it like this is just another book. But yet, what this contains is the words of life. It contains eternal life. It contains principles that are eternal. It contains things that will help you in your time of need. And yet, somehow, that is less important than watching TV uh, all, all week long. Listen, I'm preaching to myself this morning, but I hope you get something out of it. I want y'all to understand that there are way too many other things I put priority over God. I give it a higher place than reading and studying God's precious Word. It may be work. It may be my... Uh, relaxation time that I like to enjoy. Whatever it may be. You you look at yourself today and find what it is for you. But I'm just trying to tell you that I am spoiled to the fact that I can get into God's Word whenever I want to, but yet the fact remains that I don't spend near enough. I still find plenty of time to do whatever it is I want to do in my own spare time, but... I find it hard to find time to read God's Word. I find it hard to spend more than ten minutes or so praying to the God of the universe. If if you went to the doctor tomorrow and the doctor told you that you've got a problem with your eyes and within a year's time you're going to be blind, what would you do? What would you decide to do with that remaining time that you could see and that you could read? You know, some people would try to just go do whatever, everything they could to enjoy the things this world has to offer. But I didn't say you are going to die in a year. I said you just wouldn't be able to see. Now what are you going to do when, when the end of that year comes around? You can no longer see and you don't know any more of God's Word than you did beforehand. I tell you what, you ought to live every day. You ought to live every day of the rest of your life thinking, I might not have an opportunity to read this Word in another month or so. I may not have another year to read this Word. What if they came tomorrow and just decided they were going to take all the Bibles away? Well, y'all look at me like that would never happen. But it has. 
time after time after time in history, you look and you will find country after country, location after location, where people that wanted to serve God and and study His Word were not allowed to. All of a sudden, that Word becomes precious, doesn't it? Because now it has it, it is it's hard to get. It's it's not readily available. All of a sudden, it's important again. Well, I want y'all to understand. Just because you don't feel like maybe it's all that important, doesn't mean it's any less important. Just because you take some pearls and throw them in a a hog waller and let them walk around and trample them under doesn't make those pearls any less valuable. Just because we don't treat it as precious as we should doesn't mean it's not still precious. The precious Word of God is is everlasting. But we've got too many things to do. We're too busy. The Word of God is accessible in so many forms and languages. There is nobody in this world that can't get a copy of the Word of God because it's there. It's available. Oh yeah, there's countries that are still oppressed. You know, uh, I think it's China that... Or maybe it's North Korea. I can't remember now. Anyway, one of them, uh, it's hard to get the, the Word of God. And it's precious to those people that can get it. But what would you do if you didn't have a Bible tomorrow? Would you have enough of the Word in you that you could make it the rest of your life remembering what you know? If you knew you were going to lose your sight, and well, don't you think you might want to commit some of that to memory so that when the time came, you didn't have anybody else to read it to you. You couldn't read it for yourself. You could still remember the Word. You know, I've heard stories of, of young missionaries that were imprisoned in one of these countries that does not allow them to just openly go minister to people. They put them in prison. They took away their Bibles. What did they have the time they were in prison? They didn't have nothing but the Word that they had planted in their heart. That Word became precious to them all of a sudden because not only did they not have it in printed form, all they had was what was in their heart already. What they had couldn't be taken away from them. It didn't matter what they did, that Word is in their heart. When you plant it in your heart, it can't be taken away. When you plant it in your heart, it becomes precious to you because it's, it's something that it can't be taken from you. No matter what somebody does, it's there. But I want you all to understand, it's not just because it's the Word of God that makes it precious. When you begin to understand, you begin to learn and, and memorize and know what the Word says, all of a sudden you begin to understand it a little better. All of a sudden it becomes more precious because you know a little more about it. Turn over to James chapter 1. Verse 
James chapter 1 verse 22. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of this work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Y'all ever went to some sort of training class, and uh, maybe you spent a week or so training, and then... When you got out of training, you just went back to your normal job and it was a month or two before you ever used any of that training. How much of that training did you remember? Very little. I guarantee you. Very little. But have you ever been to a training class that maybe it was on a topic you already knew a little something about and when you got back from training, you were able to immediately begin to use that training that you had. All of a sudden, that, that not only is that training more useful, but it means something to you then. Because you can take that training and put it into practical use in your life. The Word of God is the same way. And this is what makes the Word of God more precious to each individual. When you begin to use the Word in your life, not just hearing it, as this Scripture said. Y'all listen to me. Don't, don't just come to church and hear the Word. Put it to use. That's what this verse is telling you. He's telling you, put that Word to use in your life. Don't just be a hearer. Don't just come and hear it and think, oh, that's lovely. That sounds wonderful. And then you go home and forget what it was you just heard. How many of you do that? Oh, come on now. Raise your hand. I know. I do it too. I'll raise my hand. You hear it? You think, man, that sounds wonderful. And you get in the car and you're thinking, man, what, can, what am I going to have to eat for lunch? And before you know it, if somebody said, oh, well, how did church go yesterday? Oh, it went, it went good, it went good. Well, what did the preacher preach on? Uh, oh, no, hold on, I know. Hang on. Uh, let's see, what was it? What was it? I've done it. I know what, I know what I'm talking about from experience. This Word tells you to be a doer of the Word. Why? Because that is where the benefit is. When you put that Word into use and in practical effect in your life, you begin to see, wait, this Word is precious. This Word is useful. This Word is beneficial to me. It's not just lofty concepts that sound lovely. No. It can be used for something good in your life. And when you begin to use it and you see the benefit of knowing the Word and, and having it available when the time is right, it becomes more precious to you. It becomes something, it's a valuable tool. Listen, there's training I have received in my job that I wouldn't give up. Because if it wasn't for that training, 
And then me using that and, and understanding the benefit of that training. If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be able to do my job effectively. I have a job in this Christian life. And it's not just to be a preacher up here for y'all to hear me. I have a job that, that all of us are commissioned to do. And in order to be effective in doing that, you've got to have some training. In order to have that training be effective, you've got to put that Word into use in your life. You've got to commit it to memory. You've got to find out that that Word is precious. Not just because God spoke it, but because it's truth and it's life. And it will change people in their heart where it matters. We need to hold the Word of God in higher regard. You know, I've heard people say before that that they wouldn't even uh, they wouldn't even lay something on top of their Bible. Usually you hear this kind of thing from older people. Why? Is it because they're silly? No. It's because there were different principles taught back in, in uh, you know, 50 years ago and, and 80 years ago. There was different things taught to children. There was a higher regard for the Word of God. Now listen, I know that this, this book here is just a book. This is just leather and printed paper. This book ain't going to stop bullets. This book, by putting it on somebody, is not going to bring about healing. This is just a physical thing. But the contents of this book, because I have read, I ain't going to say all because I don't know if I have, but I've read most of it. Because of, of what I know about this book, I have a higher respect for this physical thing because of the contents of what's in it, because this Word is precious to me, because God spoke these words. Because He sent His Son, the One that's called the Word. He said, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. Listen, that is why I'm trying to tell you today that you need to have a little higher regard for God's Word. I'm not telling you to go put your Bible in a glass case. No, you need to keep it where you can use it. You can't use it in a glass case. But you can't use it buried under about 15 other books either. We'll read one more Scripture to you. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. You say, well, that's great for preachers. No, listen, let me tell you. Paul phrased it like that because he's talking to Timothy. He's trying to mentor him as a preacher. But listen, it's just as good for you as it is for me. Yeah, it says correction because we need correcting. When I read that first verse where it says the Word of God was precious in those days, it just it hit me in my heart. Oh, it, it hit me. It's like somebody drove a nail. 
It was precious in those days. What about today? You know, we can probably look back at a time before this, in between, where it was precious in those times as well. And it's precious today to some people, but most people don't regard God's Word very highly like they used to. They think, I'm going to go to church, I'm going to hear this little sermon, and then we can get on about our business. But when you hear the true Word of God, and you try to apply it in your life, listen, applying it to your life does not mean sitting there thinking about, well, okay, how's this going to help me? That does not mean that. It means trying to put these principles in in action in your life. Waking up tomorrow thinking consciously, making an effort saying, you know what, what he said yesterday meant something. I need to I need to have a little higher regard for God's word. And what does that mean? Does that mean just respecting the book? No. It means it may be a little more important to you to take some time out. Maybe you need to readjust your priority list. Write down a list of priorities if you have to. God's Word, studying and knowing and reading God's Word needs to be high on that list. It's not high enough on mine. But I'm going to bump it up. I'm going to move it up. I'm going to make that, that commitment to you today. I don't, I don't take that lightly. Listen, you don't hear me say something like that very often because I don't want to be held to something I'm not willing to do. But I'm going to tell you all today, I know I'm not perfect. I'm going to mess up, but I'm going to tell you today that I'm fixing to bump up my priority of reading God's Word. I'm fixing to move it on up the list because God spoke to me and said His Word was precious in those days. It hit me in my heart because I realized that until this moment, His Word was not precious to me or as precious as it ought to be. Because it's so easily available. Listen, there's times I have the audio Bible, I listen to it going back and forth to work. I've got two or three different computers that I've got Bible software on. I can... Look, you can go to the internet site, type in the Bible in verse, and boom, there it is. Whatever translation you want. You want New International, you want New American Standard, King James, just pick whichever one you want, it's there. But for some reason, because it's so readily available, I can get lazy and slothful and think, oh, I'll get to that later on. I don't have to fight for it any, you see? When you get to the point where you don't have to struggle and fight anymore, all of a sudden, it's not as important. It shouldn't be like that, should it? You know, God made His Word. And I I say this because I believe that God had great influence in, in making His Word so readily available to people. So He wanted everybody to have an opportunity. But because we're so complacent here in the United States because we have everything just a fingertip away. It's come back to haunt us in a way. We've we've gotten to the point where we don't hold it as being so precious anymore. We need to change that. I ask that 
as you go into this week, and I, and I know I say this a lot, but I, I really want you to think about this right now. I want you to think about, okay, how much do I read the Bible? If you say, okay, well, I read it, I read it every two or three days. Look, you're asking yourself this. Don't lie to yourself. It's easy to do, ain't it? You can convince yourself, oh, I mean, I'm doing right. I'm doing this thing. I'm doing it the way I ought to. There ain't no specific formula. There ain't, you know, it's not laid down in God's Word that at 7 a.m. every morning you're supposed to read. No, He don't tell you that. But you know yourself. You know what you're capable of. And, and you know what kind of things you can sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. You've got you've to sacrifice things of this world when you bump up the priority of God's Word. There's only so many hours in the day. There's a lot of times I wish there was 36, but there's only 24. And I've got to find some sleep sometime. But there's a whole lot of time I waste doing other stuff. Come tomorrow, it don't mean anything else. It didn't do me a bit of good. It didn't benefit me in any way when it comes to eternity. And it sure didn't help nobody else. So look at yourself. Examine yourself this week and say, when can I make time for God? What can I do to to free up some time to study God's Word? And look, when you first start, some of y'all are probably sitting there thinking, man, it just... I just so hard to read the Bible. I just I, I get sleepy. I do the same thing every time I start reading. I get sleepy. I guarantee you. But I believe it's the devil. If you get sleepy, don't lay down when you read. <laughs> Find you some time. It may only be ten minutes at first. It may be fifteen. But find some time. And you may say, I don't understand it. It's hard to understand. But you know what I learned? As you begin to read, and you, you not only just because you read it, but because you say, God, I want to know more about you. The more you do it, that thing will start making sense to you. It's amazing. All of a sudden, you begin to understand that old English. All of a sudden, when you try to dig deeper and find out what God was talking about, what Jesus was saying, why He said it that way, all of a sudden it makes sense. Just keep pushing forward and digging deeper and and finding out what it is God has for you. I'm a firm believer that you need need to go into your Bible reading and prayer and ask God to give you wisdom and knowledge. What does the Word tell you? It says if you ask for wisdom, He gives it to you abundantly, freely, and upbraideth not. It means He's not going to uh, choose to give it to her and not to me. He's not going to be a respecter of persons. He's going to give it to you liberally because you're seeking His face. There's not enough seeking going on today, people. There's not enough people looking for what it is that God wants to tell you. It's easy to understand what it is that I think about things. 
But you've got to do some digging to find out what God thinks about things. You've got to know His Word because His Word tells you about His character. 